0: I'll say praise the Lord, and you can respond now and forever. Praise the Lord. We've all been given a particular responsibility at some point in our lives that we've completely and totally botched. Someone at some time has given us a task or perhaps an errand, and they had lent us their trust, and we failed miserably. At following through, Of what was assigned to us. This is the the inevitability of our concupiscence, that is our fallenness, our sinfulness. In effect, we were terrible tenants. At those times in our life, we might recall how it was that we tried to atone for our irresponsibility or how we tried to make amends and correct the situation. Quite often, the breach could be so irreparable or unredeemable that we are left with nothing other than our own regret about what it is that we had done. Or in the spiritual life, we experience an interior self-accusation, like, why did I do that? What was I thinking? The Gospel reading gives us a deep insight into this condition of our lives. We have all been given a task. We all have received an inheritance, given a vineyard, so to say, and our sin has irreparably divided us from what had been given to us so generously particularly at our baptism. Now this parable that Jesus shares has multi-layered meanings which are meant to help us make sense of what it is that we have done through our own sin. And the first is this, is that the vineyard represents the state of being before the fall. God gave to us a beautiful garden a place to reside and to be with him. And we know certainly what the end of that story is. We disavowed ourselves from God, from this deep place of contentment, a place in which we were in union with God. And we chose not to receive God's goodness to us and to make the decision to leave the vineyard and depend upon our own selves rather than his goodness to us. The second analogy to this parable is, of course, that the landowner is the father, and the vineyard is Israel. The servants are the prophets who God had sent to steer the tenants in the direction of his unconditional love. The son is self-evidently Jesus Christ, who the tenants seized. They threw him out of the vineyard and ultimately killed him. Now this is reminiscent of Jesus who is torn out of the Garden of Gethsemane, a place in which he was with his father in prayer and he is brought to the brow of that hill of Golgotha to atone for our Irresponsibility and for sin itself. And then lastly, the parable is now analogous to our own day and age. The 12 tribes of Israel, represented by the vineyard, is now supplanted by the fulfillment of the prophecy of the 12 tribes in that of the 12 apostles who founded the church. So the church is now the vineyard of Christ's love in our current world. And so the story plays itself out individually and collectively within our own lives, repeatedly, over and over again. We have been given something beautiful to tend and have inevitably not lived up to the expectation of what had been given out of a generous love by God, But here's the linchpin, and this is the good news within this gospel reading. Jesus recalls a prophecy. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. It is a sobering truth for us, to all recognize that we have indeed repeatedly been irresponsible. However, for those who believe and those with faith, and as we come here with faith in Almighty God, it is wonderful in our eyes. And how can this be? How can our disinheritance of all that is good turn out to be so wonderful? It's because this sacred and spiritual truth, this amazing truth of our faith that God indeed has sent his son Jesus Christ to save us from our sins and he has restored the vineyard both in our world and within our hearts he has saved us from our sins both now and forever